The Scroll, Chapter 6, Library. Kohelet put the fig back in the bowl. Are you sure it's not just market gossip? Benjamin shook his head. No, master. The party at the palace today was the official announcement of their engagement. Perhaps she just wanted to invite me to her wedding. The statement was meant in jest, but Benjamin wasn't the best at picking up on sarcasm. Oh, no. She would never want you there. You would be an embarrassment to her. Kohelet frowned. Benjamin wasn't also the best at subtlety. He meant no harm, but he was almost too honest at times. Benjamin stood quickly. Tomorrow I will go to the palace and find out more. He spread out his empty hands. And I am sorry, Master. I was so caught up in seeking information and worrying about our future that I did not get us food. It is all right. Eli gave me some figs. Here, there are two left for you. You should get some rest. Benjamin lay on the bed and devoured the two figs. In minutes, he was snoring loudly. Kohelet also got into bed, but sleep eluded him as his mind sifted through all the memories of his relationship with Moriah. He had known her a long time, for she was the daughter of Melek, the Egyptian man who had worked for Kohelet in the library prior to Benjamin. Melek had married a woman who served in the women's court of the palace, and Moriah was their only child. She was a curious girl who made the library her second home, spending most of her waking hours helping her father arrange the scrolls in the archives. Secretly, Melek was teaching her to read, and Kohelet turned a blind eye to this disregard of cultural norms, for he liked to hear her lilting voice echo in the archives. Mariah explored every bit of the old library right down to the deepest levels, and often appeared out of nowhere, a scroll in one hand and a torch in the other. After a while, she didn't even need the torch to find her way through the labyrinth of storage chambers cut from the bedrock below the palace. But Mariah and her mother disappeared from the palace right after Melek's unfortunate death in the library archives. The man had been sent to retrieve their oldest copy of the Genesis scroll, and when it could not be found, he became extremely agitated. Kohelet joined him in the search and assured him that it must have become misfiled. A scroll had gone missing more than a few times over the years. It was a large library, and Melek was not the best at organization. The scroll must still be in the archives, as the penalty for theft from the king's library was death, and the only door into the library was carefully guarded night and day. Only Mariah seemed to be able to slip past the guards unnoticed. A day-long search was futile, and Melek's agitation turned to desperation, for the king himself had requested the ancient scroll so he could show it off to visiting dignitaries at the end of the week. Melek promised he would not leave the library that evening and would spend the night looking for the lost scroll. But he was found dead the next morning, slumped over a table deep in the archives. His heart had given out under the strain. As it turned out, the king asked for a different scroll, and the issue of the missing scroll was never reported to the king. Kohelet also searched for it, but it simply could not be found. Regretfully, he enlisted Daniel's help in searching for the scroll, a decision that would come back to haunt him. Kohelet was certain now that Daniel had found the scroll and removed it from the library with plans to discredit Kohelet and take over his position. Mariah and her mother had disappeared on the same day that Melek died. Rumor said they had gone to live with Melek's relatives in Egypt. Melek's position was given to Benjamin, the days passed by, and life at the library went on. Many years passed, and it was Benjamin who first noticed the strange happenings in the library. Scrolls were being moved at night, and a lamp had been left burning in the archives. Kohelet questioned the guard, but no one had been through the front door. Kohelet accused Benjamin of being forgetful and berated the man for his superstitious belief that Melek's spirit was still searching for the lost scroll. 
Spirits can't light lamps, he told Benjamin, but as it turned out, Benjamin had been partly correct. Kohelet returned late one evening to return a scroll the king had called for. The king often wanted something read to him when he was unable to sleep. Kohelet didn't bother to light a torch and was making his way to the reading room in the lower level of the archives when he heard a woman's voice. She was reading aloud in Egyptian from the Tahotep scroll. He knew that voice, the inflection and the way the words were pronounced. He peered around the corner. This was no spirit. A flickering lamp lit up Mariah's face just like when she had been a young girl, except now she was a beautiful woman. He stepped forward, and Mariah glanced up and jumped back, knocking her lamp to the floor. Mariah, it's me, Kohelet. She rushed around the table in the dark to hug and kiss him, but this was no longer the embrace of the young child he had known before. There was a passion in her touch, a softness in her body that caught him completely off guard. They visited throughout that night, and Mariah explained there was a hidden way into the archives. Her father had used it to smuggle out the scrolls he sold through his family connections in Egypt. He had been very careful to take only secondary copies of scrolls, and had sworn to her that he had not stolen the rare Genesis scroll. But he was frightened that the search for the missing scroll might also reveal his petty theft. He ordered Mariah and her mother to flee for Egypt that same night in case he was unable to find the scroll. They did not hear of his death until months after they were safely in Egypt. Unfortunately, the family connections in Egypt wanted nothing to do with them lest they be exposed for their part in the selling of Melek's stolen scrolls. The only job Mariah's mother was able to obtain was as a cook and a cleaner in a brothel. When the clients began taking an interest in Mariah, her mother convinced her to go back to Jerusalem and look for work there. Over the next few weeks, Kohelet was able to use his influence in the palace and build upon the intact reputation of Melek to secure a job for Mariah in the palace. For Kohelet, these days were a heady mixture of rekindled affection for the child he had once loved and an exploration of a more mature relationship. The women he had met at court parties were no match for the spirit and knowledge of Mariah. Here was someone with whom he could discuss literature and engage in philosophical debates. He greatly enjoyed her companionship. As a woman, Mariah was not permitted into the library, but their relationship blossomed into darkened archives as Mariah used the secret passage to come and go as she pleased. Over time, their passionate discussion about books began to move their relationship in a new direction. Finally, one night, instead of giving him a hug goodbye, she kissed him firmly on the lips. I love being with you here in a library. It's where I feel most at home. Nothing more happened that night, but in time Kohelet's inhibitions broke down and they became lovers. No one other than Benjamin knew of their secret affair, and Benjamin was not pleased with this turn of events. He often warned Kohelet, Mariah is very wise in the ways of the world. You must be careful. Kohelet refused to listen, but as time went on, he noticed Mariah spent more of her time with others from the palace and less time coming to see him in secret at the library. Weeks passed, and just when he thought his heart would break, she showed up again. There were apologies for being so busy. Her money was running out. She needed extra work. Each time, Kohelet gave her more money, but the situation never improved, and she stayed away even longer. When the king announced the building of a new library, Kohelet knew their relationship would have to change. He could remember that night as clearly as if it were happening right now. He had brought her food and wine, lit the lamps in the reading room, and recited to her from one of his favorite scrolls. Finally, he got up the nerve. Mariah, I am the happiest I have ever been, and it's all because of you. She looked at him, nodded once, 
then quickly lifted her goblet of wine. Mariah, the king has asked me to design him a new library. She removed the goblet from her lips. Yes, I heard the news just last night at... Her voice tapered off. Kohelet walked around the table and sat next to her. Once it is completed, we can no longer keep our love a secret. He took her hand in his. She looked into his face, but her eyes were strangely cold and distant. I could not bear to be in a new library without you in my life. Mariah, I would like you to become my wife. Mariah put her head down, and he thought she was overcome with emotion at his proposal. But when her face came up, he could see she was trying not to laugh. She pulled her hand away from his and patted his arm. I can't marry you or anyone right now. I'm not ready to settle down to be someone's wife. I have other plans. But you said you wanted to be with me, that you loved me. Think of all the time we have enjoyed together here in the library. Mariah shrugged. I was alone and desperate, and we both needed something from each other. But I wasn't using you, Mariah. I've always loved you. He reached for her hand, but Mariah quickly stood up and moved toward the passage leading to the hidden entrance. I was confused before, but now I know we don't have a future together. We are very different people. She glanced up at him. I have appreciated how you've helped me and supported me. I think you got your money's worth from me. Kohelet followed her around the table. It's not like that, Mariah. I haven't been trying to buy your affection. I love you. Kohelet approached her and put his hand on her shoulder. Mariah pushed his hand away and whirled to face him. Just like my mother warned me, you men are all the same. You give a woman a bit of money, and then you think you own her. But that's not going to happen to me. I have my own life, and I won't spend it married to some old librarian. There are younger, more powerful men who are interested in me now. She stepped into the passage, then stopped. When she turned back to him, her eyes were full of anger. If you ever try to tell anyone about us, I will deny it. She laughed. Can you imagine what the palace would think of your taking advantage of someone so much younger than you? Mariah's voice echoed in the chamber and she dropped her voice to a hoarse whisper. I'm warning you. I know powerful people in the palace. Don't you try to ruin my reputation or you will regret it. Mariah stared intently at him as she backed up and disappeared into the shadows, leaving him alone with his dusty scrolls. Mariah never returned to the old library, and Kohelet tried hard to forget her by building the new one. It didn't work. The pain of that day never left him. Benjamin had been right after all. Mariah had caught him in her trap and had used him to achieve her own goals. She was right about him. He had been a naive old fool. Benjamin snored loudly and brought Kohelet's thoughts back to the present. He rubbed his chest. The pain of those days had never left him completely, and Mariah's visit to the market had reopened the old wounds. But why would she be so intent on finding him after all these years?' 